Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is finally, after many, many, many months, time to cover another Marvel movie. We are back in the MCU, and we are going to be talking about Black Widow, which was, of course, delayed many times because of the pandemic. Uh, but it is now finally out, and we've got a great conversation about it with Rachel Wagner from Rachel's Reviews and the Hallmarkies podcast. And uh, yeah, we get we got a lot of uh, things to talk about with this one: MCU things, spy movie things, action movie things, just all across the board. Lots of great puzzle pieces. So before we get to that, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice, because we have a lot of episodes on the way uh right now at the time of recording i've got like four that i'm trying to get scheduled in between getting my cat to stop making noise while i'm recording but anyway uh yeah make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on social media at piecing pod join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and don't forget that we also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, that is, which combines bonus content from this podcast, Piecing It Together, as well as awesome movie year from my music career, all kinds of great stuff over there on the Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Rosen. so make sure you check that out. But, you know, you, you can subscribe to that if you want, but the main thing... Keep listening to the podcast, share it with your friends, maybe rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. All that is awesome, and I thank you so much for being out there listening. Uh, just keep listening. That makes me happy. I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this conversation about Black Widow. All right, so the movies must really be back because we are finally talking about another Marvel film here on the podcast. And joining me, it's Rachel Wagner from Rachel's Reviews and the Hallmarkies podcast. Rachel, how you doing? And thank you so much for being here. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this should be fun. You know, I don't know about you. I I myself am not like the biggest superhero guy, but of course, as a movie fan, I see all of these movies and uh, it's fun to be back at one of these. Yeah, I mean, we've had the Marvel shows, but we haven't had a Marvel movie yeah. in a long time, and uh, so it is. it does feel good to be back. I, I'm a pretty big fan of the MCU, and they definitely have their misses, for sure, mm. but overall, I'd say on the franchise, I'm a fan. Yeah. 
And uh, so I was, you know, excited to to be back and watching Black Widows, one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So for sure, for sure. Well, before we uh, dive too deep into Black Widow, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners? Let them know about your podcast and what you do. Yeah, so I'm a film critic and podcaster. I have a lot of different balls in the air that I manage, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, my main outlets are Rachel's Reviews, where I do particularly animation as what I, I love. Uh, and uh, then I'll review other films and I have family movie night every Monday. And then I have the Hallmarkies podcast, which takes up most of my time, especially during the holidays <laughs> where we cover uh, all the Hallmark movies plus uh, rom-coms and holiday films. And it's just really fun. Awesome. Yeah. I, you are uh, of all the people, you know, that I interact with regularly on Twitter, I mean, you are always around, and uh, I think it's fun that uh, we're finally getting you here on the show, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to have a good time talking about this movie here. So, yeah, let, let's get into Black Widow. Um, there, there's a lot of aspects to this movie that I'm sure we are going to get into, from the action to the story to just its place in the overall MCU and all that, but mm -hmm. I think we'll get to all that while going through puzzle pieces, so why don't we just like dive right into that right away, and uh, we'll get to all that as we go, but what do you have for your first puzzle piece? Okay, so for my first puzzle piece, I have Ghost in the Shell, which might seem like a strange pick because because Scarlett Johansson was in the live action version mm -hmm. of the of it and it was a big flop and everything but I I think that you can see an influence from this anime on many things including the major the Matrix and uh, many uh, uh, modern action films sure. but the way that the action is done in this anime and sort of the overall themes of value and and uh and uh the humanity mm -hmm. of uh, mankind and all that i think especially with the whole idea of the red room and everything like that i think you can see some influence of ghost in the shell yeah i think so for sure and uh you know there's a very the, the thing i like most about this this movie black widow is just the go for broke over the topness of a lot of it, you know, especially once the action is unfolding and the whole third act and, and all that, it, it really goes, you know, kind of off the rails. And that's what I want out of these kinds of movies, these superhero movies and things like that. So, you know, definitely. And I actually kind of liked the ghost in the shell adaptation. I know there's a lot of problems with it and right down to the casting and everything, but I, I like an action movie that kind of goes insane and over the top and all yeah. that so i, I thought I it did was fun too. i i didn't I, I didn't hate it i i thought it was beautiful and and uh had some interesting things to say uh so yeah i know a lot of people that were real sticklers for the anime and uh and i it, it like you said it definitely had its flaws but overall i i thought it was i thought it was okay yeah absolutely and i'll just uh not as a full-on puzzle piece but i'll just kind of like combine onto Ghost in the Shell and add in Lucy as well, another previous Scarlett Johansson action movie, uh, Luke Besson. But, um, you know, just these two movies just prove that she should be making a movie like this, something that where mm -hmm. it's just a big, huge blockbuster, you know, as big a budget as you can get and just going huge on the action because, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson deserves it. She, she does this really, really well. Yeah, and I think that she does that kind of 
slightly mysterious but still approachable kind of thing sure. going. I mean, uh, whether it's under the skin or her or, you know, she, she's something she has that sort of presence about her, I think. Yeah. In sci-fi that works quite well. Absolutely. So I'll go on to uh, another puzzle piece that I had here. And uh, this is one uh, on our trailer episode. My guest had brought it up um, and I didn't get it from the trailer. But then once I watched the actual movie, I was like, oh, yeah, this definitely is a good puzzle piece to bring into this conversation. And that's the TV series, The Americans. Um, which mm. I I didn't fully watch. My wife watched it, and I caught episodes here and there. But um, the the series with Carrie Russell and Matthew Rees as uh, Russian spies who are sent to kind of infiltrate America and um, gather information, and you know they're living this completely normal American life until that phone call you know comes through, and it's time to time to uh, go back to Russia with all the information and all that stuff, and. That is kind of where the entire uh, family aspect of this, which is such an important um, aspect of the story here with Black Widow, is uh, that background of of what she grew up in uh, as a child and how that normal life was kind of taken away from her. And then she became, you know, the the Natasha that we all know, the Black Widow character. Um, So that that kind of... uh, spy Russian thing uh, that that is kind of ingrained in a lot of film history, a lot of spy type movies and things like that uh, was so prevalent in the, the Americans. And I think it, it's kind of the same structure that they took with how to set up this character here in Black Widow. Aren't they also s- sort of a forced family like a, a in the Americans? I haven't seen it. Yeah, so. it's all part of that same yeah. cover of, of trying to fit yeah. in and just be the uh, what you, the nuclear family or whatever they call it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i've heard that that's a good show i it's so hard to have to find time to watch television shows i'm the same way <laughs> i'm the same way there's there's such a time commitment <laughs> when my wife says that this is the show we're watching that's what i watch otherwise it's like movie 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 for me but uh yeah 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 so uh what do you got for your next piece so i have my next piece is the royal tenenbaums okay uh from wes anderson i feel like this I feel like you could have picked a lot of Wes Anderson just in the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of, I think, what they might have been trying to go for. But here you have this very eclectic family uh, with the three, you know, children that are all sort of hyper accomplished but weird, and <laughs> and I think that uh, at least with Florence Pugh and. And Scarlett Johansson's characters, you have a like a little bit of that dynamic with like sibling rivalry, mm-hmm. and they're both kind of quirky. And then definitely with like with um the dad, I think uh, you have some of that quirkiness as well. You didn't get as much of Rachel Vice's character as I think we'd like. Yeah, there's still I think a little little quirkiness in there too. I don't know. I just think you can see some some connections yeah absolutely and I, I hadn't thought of it until you brought it up but uh definitely as far as like quirky families go uh wes anderson is the best when it comes to that kind King, of thing yeah, yeah and the, the royal yeah. tenenbaum i love that movie so much and uh yeah i mean this this family absolutely um and y- you kind of have to imagine any family that's gone through all this stuff it's kind of you know, I mean, it, it's a comic book movie, but you you, <laughs> you, you got to imagine that uh, that sense of humor and that sense of uh, silliness that runs through it is the thing that's going to kind of keep them together in the times yeah. of 
being super spies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I kind of want to see a Wes Anderson yeah. spy movie now, actually. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> There's that, it wasn't a spy movie, but it was like a little bit closer was the, um, the one with the, um, the brothers. I can't Oh, the Darjeeling name. Limited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one had a little bit of that feel. Yeah, I could see that for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess, should we talk, are we going to talk about the, like, did you like Black Widow? Do you think it was a good movie? Yeah, I actually did. Um, I, I liked it a lot. And I think that this movie genuinely has some of the best action sequences I've seen. And maybe it's just I haven't seen a Marvel movie in a while, but it definitely mm-hmm. is better uh, on the action front than um, those last couple of Avengers movies or the, the you know, the last one, which was the Spider-Man one. Um, I, I, I just thought that the action sequences yeah. were fantastic. And that is, you know, again, what, what I go to these movies for. Um, the family dynamic is uh, a lot of fun as well. Um, I think it's a little undercooked, but it's, you know, it, it's fun when it's there. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like, if you were going to say that if there's like a base hit Marvel movie, I would say that this is like it. Uh, it didn't like wow me or anything, but it was thoroughly entertaining and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, so. you know, while we're talking about Marvel movies, I guess I'll get this one out of the way. Um, I, I had one Marvel movie MCU puzzle piece on my list. Um, and I wanted to find one that felt like its own self-contained thing. And I thought of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, it very different tone, a much funnier movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and much just sillier, you know, going for that kind of a vibe. But just the fact that the other Avengers don't show up, you know, spoiler alert, but, uh, you know, no, no other Avengers show up. It's, it's just this person's story. It's about them and their close knit circle, their family, their, uh, their friends, you know, just the people in their particular circle outside of everything else going on with the Avengers and all, all that, you know, gigantic stuff that's happening out there in the overall MCU, uh, makes me think of, of the Ant-Man, both movies really, but especially Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I can see what you're saying. And I, I thought that movie was somewhat underrated because I think that that uh, Ghost as a villain was actually a pretty good one for Marvel. Yeah, I, I think that you totally understood her motivation and why she was doing what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I I thought it was good. The whole Walter Goggins villain, that was, he was a waste. <laughs> he was lame. And the, and they did spoil a lot of that movie in the a lot of the the big action set pieces were kind of spoiled in the trailer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which was a bummer. But if you can ignore all of that, it was it was pretty entertaining. I think that it didn't necessarily get the the praise that it deserved because I think everybody was so high on Infinity War. Right. So then going to. I'm I'm Ant-Man a I'm a big Ant Man and the Wasp defender myself. I I, yeah. I love that movie. It's it's. <laughs> probably my favorite of all of these movies because you know again i'm not like a superhero guy and to me it's just a uh-huh. fun fun movie you know yeah yeah and and paul rudd yes i mean exactly he's the greatest i love him so he much. definitely is uh <laughs> yeah i i thought about a lot of different movies on the mcu you could pick uh as influential on on uh, this film uh but the one that I came down on was actually kind of the opposite thought of you, where you wanted one that she that was only about one of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I picked Captain America Civil War because I think that it shows the battle that Natasha was going through about 
uh, about family so well, you know, because this is her Avengers family. Yeah. And she's really split between the two. She ends up on Team Iron Man, but she's she's very I mean, she's very loyal to, to Steve Rogers as well. And uh, and so the the conflict, I think, was so built up, was built up so well up to Civil War with the idea that Tony wants to secede his agency mm-hmm. to the government with the accord. And uh, he is scared. I mean, why wouldn't he be, he be after he created Ultron? Right. Uh, he's going to be scared of what he can do and what he can create. And whereas the last thing that Steve is going to want to do is secede control to the government when they literally had just uh, had had just tricked him with uh, with Shield and Hydra and everything in Winter Soldier. So he had just been betrayed by the government. Whereas Tony had just kind of betrayed himself. So you see that that growth of those two characters and why, of course, they're going to come into conflict. And it just, to me, it, it was so well done yeah. and so smart. And uh, yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that there should have been more collateral between this, this clash of these two uh, teams, I guess. Right. But I am willing to forgive that because I thought that the character development was so well done and it was such a fun spectacle. Sure. And, and it's hard to find good spectacle entertainment. I feel like these days, uh, you know, we just had fast nine come out and it was so hollow in my opinion mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, kind of bland. I don't know. I just, I would way rather watch this civil war than watch that. Right. Uh, so I think this, this not only is a good example of the, familial conflict within the Avengers, but also of of Natasha and her her position, especially heading into Black Widow, which because this is in the timeline, this is the film before it. Mm-hmm. So it, it really sets up her state of mind going into the movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, I almost included a Fast and Furious on my list because, you know, this is all about family after all. But uh, I just, I decided right. <laughs> I'm kind of Fast and Furious now after uh, every, the lead uh, up to yeah. nine. So. The last two were just not good, <laughs> in my opinion. I like eight, but yeah. uh, nine is not good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also with Civil War, I mean, I, again, I, I was mentioning earlier how I really love uh, the action uh, moments in this movie. I think Civil War is another one that stands out within this 20 now film arc yeah. of some of the best action sequences uh, that, that Marvel has been able to put together. I, I wonder how this movie, obviously we're recording this um, just before Black Widow actually comes out to theaters. We both got to see it early. Uh, I wonder how this would have played if it had come out right after Civil War and got to just continue chronologically the story. Um, you know, we'll never know, but I, I have a feeling it would have been, you know, a huge, huge follow up to all those events. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be a, a big thing. I mean, it is hard because there is a certain lack of stakes because you know what the end is. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that anybody really dies in Marvel anyway. Sure. So, <laughs> I mean, in, the- in anything, <laughs> Fast and Furious too. You know? <laughs> I mean, I just saw that even Heimdall's back in the new Thor movie. So there's literally nobody who's died. In it's the-, the number one problem with the like blockbuster <laughs> filmmaking nowadays. It's, there's yeah. no stakes to any of it. <laughs> none. None. Whether it's DC 
galaxy or Marvel. Yes. They're all coming back. T- Don't totally worry. Totally true. <laughs> Don't get too sad. <laughs> I mean, that's why everybody could die in Infinity War and everybody's just like, okay. Yeah, sure. 50% <laughs> of the universe, but they're back. Yeah. They're back. They're all back. And, yeah, Loki's back. Of course he's of back. Course. And so, you know, that, I mean, and that's true in comic books as, as well as even not just movies, yeah. but in the comic books also. Absolutely. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, I'll go on to another piece here. Uh, This was one of the first ones that came to mind when um, the trailer first came out. And just knowing that we were going to dig deep into the backstory of of the Black Widow character. And I thought of uh, 2018's Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence, um, Mm -hmm. another film about a... uh, you know, Russian top secret super spy program in which uh, these girls are trained to just be like the ultimate assassins and, you know, we get the uh, the inside of that whole organization and everything that they go through and the effects that 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 kind of training has on these people growing up and where it's like their entire life and that's all they really get to know. Um, and and I think that's something that's been explored in other movies as well, for sure. But uh, these two movies, you know, they definitely have similar vibes in in the way that they approach uh, the effects that 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 kind of training would have on a person. Yeah, I can say I haven't ever seen that movie. Okay, uh, but um, but yeah, definitely. There's to, the theme of the red room is is present in in both. Yes, from what I've heard absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that's a pretty intense. I heard that's a pretty intense one. Yeah, intense film. Yeah, it is. It's it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think that uh, she does a great job in that mm-hmm. movie. But uh, what do you got for your next piece? My next pick, I I think. Some people get annoyed when you compare female superhero movies to other female superhero movies, mm-hmm. but I don't understand because they're very similar. So of course we're going to compare <laughs> sure. them. Uh, so I think uh, Wonder Woman uh, in t- the two thousand original Wonder Woman two thousand seventeen uh-huh. uh, is a-, a natural comparison because you have both of them are characters that have a natural warmth to them, but then are also very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they find that balance very well. And it's one of the things I love about Wonder Woman, the original, is that you have these moments of sweetness and kindness mm-hmm. from Diana. So she's not just like a bland, kick-butt kind of character. Yeah. Like when she's cooing over a baby or excited about ice cream. or So those are some of my actual favorite parts of the movie because... Uh, I think it it makes her just a fully rounded character that we are uh, we are attached to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when they're dancing, and I love it when uh, he says the the one person uh, the one soldier, and he says is thinking about like giving up, and she says, well then who would sing for us? I just <laughs> I love moments like that in the uh, right in the uh, movie and the chemistry between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. It was so great, and uh, I mean, I just like bawling when he makes his his sacrifice at the end, and oh, yeah. and she she realizes that it it wasn't all about Aries, you know, that it was people, and they uh, wanted to go to war, you know, that there was a a hatefulness about mankind that she didn't understand, right, right, uh, until that moment, and it's it's so like moving and devastating, and. I just absolutely love the movie. I think it's so good. And even stuff that other people don't like, I I like uh with a lot of people don't like the third act. I like the third act. Yeah. I I don't know, I just love the movie. I I I just love Diana as a character and her transformation. The thing I like about the third act 
is like I said, her kind of it's like a god coming to understand the 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 weakness of man and her realizing that we did this to each other and it wasn't Aries is so devastating. And so that's why I like about it. Um, but I don't know. I just love it. And I think that uh, Black Widow has some moments like that. It's a, it certainly doesn't go as intense because it's not a war movie. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, when you know she she comes to some realizations about her family and about what uh, what happened to her and to these other women in the red room and how you know kind of evil people can be there's moments there's moments there and uh you know with her if oh, moments of betrayal and her forgiving uh and all of that that i think you see in uh but i think it more it's that blending of strength and and uh softness right uh in both films that that really works i think well yeah absolutely and and i think it's it's totally fair to compare those two films i mean there's also the feminist angle of of what's you know what's being explored with the character and especially the character's um uh relationship to the villains in the movies and that yeah. that's something that i think you know I think it's done really well here in Black Widow, and I, I think it was done uh, pretty well in Wonder Woman as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder, you know, how long it's going to take until we get movies where that doesn't have to be uh, a big part of, of the, uh, you know, the drama of it, where they could just simply uh, kick the villain's ass and that's the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, but that to me sounds kind of bland. Like, to me, uh, I like the sort of added, to me, it adds like a second dimension yeah of the character that there's that combination of softness and strength sure and i think that we too often see uh traditional femininity nurturing uh motherhood those kinds of things that we see it as being weak Mm -hmm. when actually it can be very strong and uh and so i i i i like that combination of sort of a kick butt woman but also a, a, a they can still be you can still coo at babies right and, you know the kind of thing but yeah so i hope that never goes away personally sure sure and uh, one thing i do love and i mean don't get me wrong i love chris pine but uh, i do like that there's not really like a love interest character here in black widow yeah. you know i mean we get the one guy yeah. who she's kind of got the friendship with the guy from the handmaid's tale i don't know his name but uh that guy was weird though i didn't understand like what are we supposed to do with him? right he is a very like, strange they're, like character. flirting and stuff and then we'll, we'll of course we'll never hear about him again so i was just kind of like i don't understand why they they included him. I thought it was a weird. That was a weird. Yeah, character. I guess they just needed someone for uh, for her to get her tech from. I guess you know someone to drop yeah, stuff off. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, that <was> strange. <laughs> I was like, are are we all of a sudden going? I mean, what? I don't know. It was that was he was a weird character. I thought. Hopefully, he shows up in the uh, the the eventual uh, Florence Pugh spinoff. That maybe you know, yeah. That's the only thing I can I can hope for. We're speaking of which, we haven't yeah. spoken too much about Florence Pugh yet. I mean, she really is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know it's dominating most of the reviews is how she's the standout in the Black Widow movie and how you right. know why'd they go and do that. But at the same time, I mean, she is just undeniably so much fun in this movie. Yeah, she's really fun, and they have nice chemistry together as sisters. You feel that it's the main relationship of the film, mm. and, and which I I think is great. I have three sisters myself, so I think that that's definitely something I can relate with. And and I mean, it starts out with a great action scene between the two of them. Yeah, 
uh, and kind of builds from there. Uh, yeah, she's great. I mean, she she has certainly managed to do a variety of films, a variety of roles oh, yeah. so far. I feel like it's only time till she has... A, it feels like she's kind of like Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that she's going to have an Oscar before too long. And Or Brie Larson. I just feel like that uh, I don't know, she's sort of this next... There's always the next big thing sure. you know, kind of type of person. Uh, but she's great. And she's very warm and likable. I mean, we all loved her in uh, in Little Women. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I know a lot of people love Midsommar. And, yeah. Uh, so she's she's a very good actress, and I think that she's 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 really uh, good here. And I guess uh, she's going to be in the Hawkeye thing. I think. Oh yeah, I mean oh. possibly. I mean, I guess we'll find yeah. out. But it, it would make sense based on uh, you know everything that happens. But mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll go on to another puzzle piece here, and I got to admit, bringing this one up, I'm not a very big Bond expert. Um, but James Bond has yeah. to make its way into this conversation because this is essentially Marvel doing a Bond uh, movie. And, you know, I, I'm planning a big Bond rewatch. Well, most of the movies, honestly, I've never even seen. So uh, there'll be first time watches, but a big marathon before the new one comes out finally later this year. Uh, but I know the the one movie that uh, a lot of people before me have already brought up is Moonraker um, and its villain Hugo Drax, who is very, very similar to Drakeoff here with his uh in that case a moon base but here it's just like a sky base and with his army of you know people that are villains Mm -hmm. and he's just got every last resource at his uh disposal and you know it could go very cheesy in a way that a lot of those earlier bond movies do but here it's it's kind of uh is done really well um uh, Ray Winstone is just a lot of fun to watch as this villain even though it is kind of a uh kind of a cliche kind of character i mean you you see him and as soon as he's on screen it's like oh this is a bond villain i mean this is almost an austin powers villain i mean you know that's how over the top it kind of is as a performance but yeah i mean this is there's a lot of bond here from uh from the spy stuff and the espionage and the double crosses and and all the things that go along with a bond movie even the i feel like even the russian element Mm -hmm. is kind of a little bit bondish totally yeah (laughs) I actually am also not very well versed in Bond. I've seen the Daniel Craig, I've seen the Pierce Brosnan, uh, but uh, a couple others here and there. But I haven't seen Moonraker. I I haven't seen very many of the. I don't think I've seen any of the Roger Moore mm-hmm. movies, and I don't. I think maybe I've seen one of the uh, Sean Connery. So I'm way way behind. I'm in the same boat as you. Right Bond. There. Yeah. <laughs> I will be watching a bunch never, of them, though. I'm, I'm going to find a nice list of the ones I have to watch before No Time yeah. to Die, and then I'm going to I'm gonna have a nice little binge. Well, you should ask Griffin Schiller. He's the, uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he is the king of Bond. Okay. <laughs> he will be able to give you some good advice. Okay, I'm going to check that out for <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my last choice for a piece uh, is, I was trying to think of a... Uh, a martial arts movie that I thought uh, would kind of be interesting to talk about. And one of my favorites is the movie Ip Man. Okay. There's been a bunch of sequels and I have to admit, I haven't seen any of those, but the first one mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And it's based on a true story about this guy, Ip Man, uh, who was this teacher of uh, martial arts. Uh, he taught Bruce Lee 
and many other other people mm -hmm. and uh it has some of the most incredible actions set pieces you've ever seen uh particularly this one scene where he fights off uh like a whole room of uh just one man fights off a whole room of assassins and it's incredible uh and there's nothing that incredible in black widow i'm not trying to say it is but it definitely has a little bit of that martial arts kind of feel to it it's like it has a, a little bit of a grit to it that you don't necessarily see in all the rest of the marvel movies definitely and if you haven't seen it man it's very good yeah, it's funny, this movie starts out very much does not feel like a Marvel movie at all. It it feels like something completely different for that first, like, 15, 20 minutes or so. And as it gets going, it gets more and more Marvel until the big, you know, climax, jumping off of a exploding ship and, you know, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean... You know, like I said earlier, my my number one thing that like was my big takeaway, and I'm sure not everybody's going to agree with me on this. You know, everybody, you know, it's all subjective, but uh, I really love the action sequences in this. And I haven't seen Ip Man since it first came out, and it's actually on my list of things that I've been wanting to rewatch because it's come up on the podcast before. Um, and, and I need to revisit that one of these days, but, uh, yeah, as far as action sequences go, um, that movie is obviously like awesome for that. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And I, I love the action sequences in this. So uh, I definitely think that's a good piece yeah. to bring up. I'll bring up my last piece and, uh, that is the Kingsman, um, from Matthew Vaughn from 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, just the idea of all these kind of like mind controlled assassins who are kind of fighting against their will. And I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I, I remember loving it at the time, but I've never revisited it. But I, I kind of think that there's like a tech billionaire guy who's got some kind of chip in everybody that's making them into these mindless henchmen or something like that. And then he blows them all up. <laughs> but uh, that that just kind of reminded me of the way that they've got this toxin that's uh, keeping all mm. these uh, all these henchmen subservient. And, and then they're, you know, good fodder for black widow and uh what is it yelena um the uh, florence Pugh yeah, character yelena. yeah for the two of them to just totally take out one after another so yeah i can see that i actually have not seen kingsman believe it okay. or not uh, i know <laughs> but i but i've heard that that that's the story so yeah. that makes sense and and sort of the stylized action yeah i think it uh, would would uh would definitely uh fit awesome. this this film yeah well, I'm going to go ahead and do the finished puzzle here and read off the list of everything we just talked about, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts. Uh, we talked about Ghost in the Shell and Lucy, uh, The Americans, The Royal Tenenbaum, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America Civil War, Red Sparrow, Wonder Woman, the Bond films, including Moonraker, Ip Man, and The Kingsman. Um, Lots of great action throughout this. Lots of spy stuff. Um, a little bit of other Marvel stuff in there, of course. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on this movie that you wanted to get to that we didn't quite get to within the uh, puzzle pieces? Um, no, I mean, I I think that uh, it it's an interesting thing that both of the Marvel led uh, female led Marvel movies and MCU were both prequels. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting that I just feel a little bit like they lacked the courage to do it in the right timeline. Sure. So then they were kind of making up for both of them. Uh, but I'm curious. I know people, again, people don't like comparing, but I think it's fair to compare. What do you, what would you prefer this or Captain Marvel? 
Um, I I very much like this a lot more than Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I love Brie Larson. I just thought that the uh, the story in that movie just kind of did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I really liked the sort of like team up kind of buddy cop element, mm-hmm. and I liked seeing Agent Coulson back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this is stronger than Captain Marvel. Yeah, and and I think it's partly just because we care about Natasha as a character already. Yes, we start in. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I, th- I think invested. like we were saying earlier, how this would have played if it had come out after Civil War. Um, this is such a important character within this overall arc, and I mean, we've been with these these characters for so many movies now, um, and, and we we want to see more about Natasha. We want to know more about her. We want to see further continued adventures and you know who knows if we'll get another black widow movie i mean i imagine we won't just because of the timeline at this point but uh you know you never know i guess we'll see how this does Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it would be interesting to see if they could kind of find a way to squeeze one more in yeah (laughs) i mean they could do it if they're i mean they could have a movie about just one day if they want sure so why not yeah why not I know a lot of people were kind of irritated the way they use the Taskmaster mm-hmm. uh, because evidently it's a pretty cool character in the comics. But I think what people need to understand is that Marvel movies are not about, they're not about villains. They're about the heroes. Yeah. They're about building up the heroes and getting you attached to the heroes. And whereas like the DC movies are honestly probably more about the villains than they are about the heroes. Sure. And uh, and I personally would take Team Heroes. <laughs> That's fair. My personality. <laughs> That's fair. My um, and I get attached to the heroes. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't mind it, but I know some people were. Un- I mean, it was very bland. It was a Taskmaster was nothing. Mm-hmm. It it was just a tool to get the characters to interact. Speaking of Taskmaster, I I did forget to bring that up uh, when talking about Bond, um the you know, perfect like unstoppable uh villain's henchman that shows up every single time, you know? That that's another mm-hmm. that's another Bond cliche that's uh, used here yeah. very well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but uh Definitely. yeah i i think that does it for black widow i i think we got to uh you know most yeah. of the main points about it but yeah i i, I so. really enjoyed this movie and while i'm not you know i haven't watched any of the marvel shows i like i said i never have time for tv for the most part oh you got it it's so everyone good. says i got to at least watch loki but i mean i don't know I, maybe i'll get to it one of these days but i did love wandavision and uh and Loki, yeah, but I mean, so far Loki's been great. Okay, well, yeah, we'll uh, see. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you can see. Okay, it wasn't great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that does it for Black Widow. Uh, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh yeah, on Netflix. I really loved the family. It was if we're talking about a sort of another dysfunctional family sure. kind of story uh i really enjoyed that family the the mitchells definitely connected with it i thought it was really funny i thought it was very clever i really related to katie as a character uh she is i mean especially her love for movies obviously oh, yeah. is going to bond uh and i i i just really enjoyed the story and the characters and uh thought it was a great sort of mashup of of uh 
comedy and sci-fi elements. Uh, so yeah. I'd recommend that. Great, great movie. One of my favorites of the year. And and yeah, I, yeah. You know, I hadn't even thought about that, but that movie kind of makes a great companion piece with Black Widow because mm-hmm. of the whole wacky family going on an adventure uh, aspect. Right. So yeah, yeah, great, great recommendation there. Um, but awesome. Uh, Rachel, why don't you uh, tell people again where they can find you and your uh, your podcast and everything? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Please check that out. I do weekly family movie night picks on Mondays, and we have lots of fun podcasts on Disney and uh, and other fun uh, fun topics. And then also over at Hallmarkies Podcast, uh, we have weekly interviews. We have recaps. Uh, we talk uh, the shows, Heartland, Good Witch, uh, when calls the heart, all that fun stuff. We have a great time over at the Hallmarkies podcast. Uh, so those are some of my main hubs. I also do a little show uh, twice a month called the Criterion Project with my friend Conrado, where we talk the Criterion channel. So I'm kind of a little bit all over the place, uh, but I have a great time doing it. So. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for being here, and hopefully we can get you back again sometime. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks so much. My name is Dan Delgado, and I'm inviting you to take a different look at the industry you know and love. On my podcast, The Industry, we're focusing on the lesser-known stories, things that went on in the background and under the radar, or maybe just forgotten entirely. Runaway productions, insane decisions, and just overall weirdness is what's going on in this industry. And every once in a while, things do work out. The Industry, a podcast presented by Movie Maker. Get it? on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Black Widow. Uh, thanks to Rachel for joining me on that one. Make sure to check out her podcast and uh, her, her film criticism and everything that she does. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear here on Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Like I said, we have a lot of episodes on the way. So uh, if you get subscribed, you'll find out about them as soon as they come out. You can also follow us on social media, of course. We are at Piecing Pod. We also have a Facebook group called Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. It's a really fun place to talk about movies. Uh, There's always Marvel conversations going on in there, of course. I mean... How could there not be when it comes to movies nowadays? But lots of other stuff as well. There's a really great range of people in there. Um, and everybody's just really cool. So uh, if you like talking movies and want a place to do it that doesn't have all the trolls of most Facebook movie groups, uh, you should check it out. Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Also, we do have a Patreon. I want to remind you that. It is the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I combine content from this podcast, from Awesome Movie Year. They have a uh, bonus episode up right now on 2003's Old Boy. And we're currently in the 1967 season of Awesome Movie Year, and I'm sure we'll be doing a bonus episode from that season as well uh, sometime in about a month from now. So, yeah, lots of great content. And then also I post a lot of stuff from my music career. Right now we have these album-length commentaries for my albums that are out there. Uh, And I have an entire soundtrack album I'm going to be posting soon uh, that will be exclusive to the Patreon. So lots of great stuff. So check that out. It is patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. 
And I know I've played this on the show before, but it definitely fits, especially with that big ending scene of Black Widow where they're all falling from the sky after the entire sky base blows apart and they're flying through the air and all the action's happening. And uh, I think this song, Free Fall, from my album Head Like Fire, would have fit pretty well. So enjoy this track. It is called Free Fall. The album Head Like Fire is available on iTunes, on Spotify, on all those kinds of places. So if you like the song, check out the rest of the album. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming out real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.